This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Forget the frustration of picking commerce platforms when you switch your business to Shopify, the global commerce platform that supercharges your selling wherever you sell. With Shopify, you'll harness the same intuitive features, trusted apps, and powerful analytics used by the world's leading brands. Sign up today for your $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash tech, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash tech. Are smart glasses already passe? Mojo Vision is working on a pair of AR contact lenses, and we tried them out. I'm Roger Chang, and this is your Daily Charge. Joining me to talk again is the tireless Scott Stein. Welcome back, Scott. Hey, thank you, Roger. So tell us about Mojo Vision and this new version of its ProType smart contact lens. Well, this is trippy because I tried out these contact lenses at the beginning, right before the pandemic. This was the last, one of the last things I did in January 2020 was in, in CES in Vegas, I saw these display-enabled lenses that were mind-blowing in that they were so tiny and the promise was that this company was making these heads-up display contact lenses to be released at some point in the future. Then everything, you know, then pandemic and years, and the company was working on these anyhow. When I came back and saw them now in New York, they're now finally ready for internal testing, according to Mojo Vision, which, which, which means that these are little lenses with a micro-LED display, but they now also have the ability to do eye tracking. And... They're wirelessly connected to a, you know, a separate processor. And the idea is that you're going to see these like things hovering in your eye, like little apps and readouts. Yeah. Dig into that a little bit, because I'm, I'm curious like what you actually can see from these, these tiny contact lenses and, and what that kind of field of vision looks like. And like, you didn't actually put them on your eye, right? That was just to be clear. You, you kind of like have them really close, but not quite correct. Exactly, because they're not cleared for an eye yet, and apparently it's going to be like they're claiming the CEO will wear them first, and then one by one through the executives. Which, like, I would be nervous testing out any anything with a battery and tech in my eye. But like, luckily, I held it on a little stick. That's as close as they would let me do it, which is not the same thing. That's like you know, it, it is it is not fully independent yet. It's it's the hardware they claimed is already on the lens, and you can see now versus the one. Two years ago, there was like an array of chips now on the lens. And I held it up and moved my head around, which because what's weird is that it has eye tracking, but it's different eye tracking than on a VR headset. Because when you do that, it's using like cameras to look at how your eye is moving. But this, because it's on your eye, it's tracking motion like a fitness tracker, like with accelerometer and gyroscope. So Totally trippy, but it also means that unless it's on your eye, it's not going to move and track the same way. So I had to like move my head around with the stick in my eye. But what I saw was something they showed me two years ago, which is this interface, which basically is like a ring. And you don't see the ring until you look off to the side and there are these little app widgets that appear. And when your eye hovers on one of them for a few moments, it opens up and shows you they had like demo things like looking for your seat at a, on an airline or like an airline indicator thing, or like, you know, where's your, where's your gate? Something like simulated heart rate. If it was a fitness tracker, um, some text I read, there was Grogu. I saw, I saw Grogu. They, they put like a, you know, picture of baby Yoda on there, but that was also to show that the images at about 250 by 250 pixels 
still look really good to be able to make, I mean, not like amazing, but good enough to see an image and definitely good enough to read text and things like that. That, and yeah, that, that is kind of fascinating to me that they're able to, to have these images going back to that idea that it is, it is powered and it does kind of freak me out. This idea of putting a, uh, something that has a battery in it onto your eyeball. Like, how does that, how does that even work? Yeah, there's a lot of questions here. And I'm going off what they're telling me, of course, because, you know, I'm, I'm demoing it, but I'm not like actually putting it in my eye. Apparently, it uses an array of, of batteries that are that are similar to what pacemakers use. They're like medically, you know, vetted, you know, tiny uh, batteries. The whole thing is designed to be incredibly low power. There's like a um, an arm chip on it, but it's only for like power management. And it, it's basically like the thing, the processing on the on the lens is for the display and the motion tracking for the most part. Almost like the way Qualcomm is trying to uh, dumb down smart glasses and have them connect to phones. So like this thing then connects to what I didn't get to try is a neckband processor. Like Motorola is actually, I think Lenovo and Verizon have one of those in in the works for smart glasses, but it's like a, a neckband processor that interfaces over a five gigahertz band low power wireless connection, which they said Bluetooth LE was too power hungry and too noisy. So, which is why it doesn't connect to a phone. So they went with like an even more low power thing that then needs its own processor. So that's, you know, you're like, who is this for? But the point is it's it's not for anyone yet. It's prototyping. Um, right, right. And that is what you need. And then it can interface with a phone. So it's like- So, so the idea is that a lot of the heavy lifting in terms of processing and actually computation happens in the the neck brace and a lot of the, the images are basically shot up into the contact lenses still kind of like a scary prospect that like radio waves are being beamed into your eyeballs right that's that like how like how you get how you convince someone to actually wear something like this the convincing i have no idea but i think that what <laughs> you know when they talked about this and testing it and who is it for a couple of things come up. One is that they have a partnership now with fitness companies um, that they announced at CES, which is for uh, testing, like lab testing, okay. yep. to look at what it could be used for. Not that they're going to be put doing it, but that they want to see, could it be used for training? Could it be used for, and that could be anything from like um, getting heads up display, like a smart, like a smartwatch on your eyes or like the way smart glasses or smart ski goggles exist. Or it could be um, eye tracking analytics, you know, like uh, they mentioned things like Striver or others that, you know, look at some where someone's gaze is at, like VR training headsets. Maybe that could be the case with these that they could track. Why would that be better than something else? I don't know, but that's what they're trying to work out too. And then the other part is they've had this um, goal for uh, for for uh, vision impairment uh, purposes to try to do this. And they've already been filing to kind of get this as a you know, breakthrough to, they have this breakthrough device category that they've been uh, getting this in for that they want to, they told me two years ago, they want to look at this for macular degeneration, possibly to, to have a camera then that would, you know, help uh, enhance like edges of things and magnify things. But that would require, you know, kind of camera stuff that's not there right now on the lens. So that would just be, so you know, the next step they said after this is not just internal testing, but then prescription and maybe putting something like an artificial iris color around it to hide the chips. Um, but you're right. Like I wouldn't, 
I would be very nervous about putting these in my eyes. Um, but there are a lot of other implantable battery-based uh, technologies that exist. Um, yeah. Once this gets, one, they're, they're uh, obviously they're underway for meta, uh, aiming for medical clearance, and then it would be a device like other medical devices. But there, there is like a lot of testing that used to be done. Yeah, and the the macular degeneration, like my father has early stage macular degeneration, so like that is the sort of application that you know I'd love to see this stuff sort of address. So uh, I, I know you know you when you tried this last, it was CS twenty twenty as you mentioned, so sort of the last time we were all together and physically able to see each other. Um, I'm curious what's changed since that last version, like. It, over the last two years, like what what has Mo- Mojo Vision actually done to, or how how has it spent its time over the last two years making this a more workable product? I think really the eye tracking part of it, um, you know, the, the the movement and that interface. The last time I saw it, they were showing how that interface would work on a on a VR headset. So they had this software simulation, and then what I got to see through the lens were just like back then was just to see that the that the text even worked looking through it. And then they had this other thing in another room where I could like look around this room and see objects and make out outlines on objects to assist vision. But it was with a a, a custom built thing that had a camera and it was, and the lens was like sitting on top of the thing, like a little, like almost like a custom made phone. That was just to show where that could go. Now that second part, I didn't see anything like that here, but what I did get was all the interface stuff. And also as they were showing last time, it was really just the display on the lens. Now all that chip stuff, the battery and the wireless capability is built in, but what they, they didn't flip the switch yet to having that stuff really being beamed uh, and power managed on eye. They, they're just about to apparently. So I saw it on a stick, but like the point they're saying is that here it is. This is the prototype lens that finally is ready for testing. Back then it was, we aim to eventually be ready for testing. All right. Well, I mean, it seems like they've made some progress. I mean, what are those next steps? And like, how far are we from actually seeing something that we can actually buy? I think we're quite far from seeing something where we can actually buy. <laughs> or if they do make this, it will be for very specific purposes. I think that, you know, when they mention things like, you know, maybe there's a, a lot of assistive tech that you've covered too, like, you know, maybe there's an assistive device that gets used in very particular situations that people, you know, I'm speculating that people do, or it could be for internal training. Like when they mentioned the fitness stuff, you know, it's stuff that wouldn't be in the outside world. It would be in very specific instances. Um, and I, I think that, you know, they, they didn't have a clear date in mind for the next phase. Um, the, the Iris thing that I saw said like 2020 dash, you know, with, you know, it, unclear. So I think that, um, you know, what is, you know, why do you need that? You may not need it for a lot of people. You may have glasses that could do that. You may have other assistive things, but that you can do it, that you could possibly reach people in use cases where that would be helpful versus someone else, I think is really intriguing. And I think that as, as the technology and all these glasses get smaller, that could apply. Um, so I think about it that way. I didn't even mention that, like, one of the coolest things I saw was that I turned my head and saw this compass pop up that use the magnetometer. And that's where it felt like AR, you know, where suddenly I could turn and see things. So in a sense, it is kind of AR, but, um, you know, but, but, but yeah, there's like a dot, dot, dot of, of what is this used for? 
I think it's really exciting, but it is definitely in the unknown frontier beyond smart glasses. Absolutely. And I'm, you know, I'm just impressed that something like this even exists. I mean, I remember watching Star Trek The Next Generation, Joy of the Forge with this visor. And it wasn't until like, I think the movies, like several years down the line with the show that like he had those kind of contacts that gave him vision again. And that, you know, presumably in that timeline, that's like 400 years in the future. And we're actually experimenting with it now. So to me, that's, that's impressive uh, and, and fascinating. This is all happening. And if you imagine like, if it's eye tracking, you could have controls. And if somebody was like, they already have assistive devices, people that, you know, where they're, they use eye tracking to control if they have a, you know, if they had paralysis or something like that, or, you know, a condition. But if you had this in your eye with like another system, like you potentially could like, I'm just thinking like suddenly, what if you could use your eyes to enable all sorts of things without even needing like a, a, a tablet or some other assistive thing? Mm-hmm. Suddenly it's like you are kind of a cyborg, but like in a good way, like right. that you could do these things. So that's, there will be more stuff like this, I think. And so it's, it's pretty interesting. Definitely. Well, Scott, thank you for your time. You can check out his story on CNET.com. If you have any questions, ping me on Twitter at Roger W. Chang. And if you liked what you heard, please rate and subscribe to the podcast. It really helps us out. For The Daily Charge, I'm Roger Chang. Thanks for listening. <laughs>